welcome again to Relative Reaction. Hello, hello. As always, I'm your host, Travis. Um, I'm a brand. And we thank you so much for listening in yep, to yep. yet another episode here. Oh, yeah. Episode number 66 already. Pretty great, I'd say. We're halfway to the devil. That's not even close to halfway. Well, a third of the No, two-thirds of the way. I mean, depending if you go with just the number, if you go with the actual number, 666. Well, no, I'm no, going we with a long 666. Way. Travis, you got to make things you know, difficult. 600 episodes off. <laughs> and maybe I'll just skip that week. No. What the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Say it. I almost now don't want to make it that far. And I always thought I wanted to, you know, see just how far I could go. Now I'm, I'm kind of worried. He's going to stop podcasting at... 665. Six, six, <laughs> that might be the last episode. I think we might have an end date. So if you want to mark your calendars for however the fuck far away that is, because I don't know. <laughs> That's only another 599 weeks away. Oh, sure. Close. Right around the corner. <laughs> I can't do math on a normal day. How you expect me to think of that? <laughs> well, I must say... I have had a pretty, pretty fun week, honestly. I really did. Well, it started out really, really bad because my honey was gone for the whole week. However, it ended on such a gorgeous, wonderful high note. Yeah, yeah, it really did. It did. I mean, we got to go to two food festivals together, Mm -hmm. both me and you, your husband, my wife. Yep. And it was so much fun. It was. It was an awesome time, family time, just wonderful. And even before the food festivals, my husband came in and met us for dinner on Friday. Yes. So that was even Minus my wife on that one. Yes. Your wife was working. Yeah, she was still working on that one. But it was nice. And like I said, we're all, I would say all four of us honestly are big foodies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely say so. Trying out the foods. Like, uh, all four of us always go to, there's a food truck festival near us once a year. It usually happens towards May-ish. Yeah. But we've been two years in a row since, basically since me and my wife have lived up here. Mm-hmm. And we don't plan on stopping. Well, this weekend, we found out it was like food fest weekend, apparently. Yeah. We went to a mac and cheese fest. Yeah. And the very next day, went to a pierogi festival. We have consumed more carbs in two days than what you're supposed to consume in say six months and i am happy and i'm okay with that i might have gained 50 pounds this weekend but god damn was it worth it i took a nap on the way home in the car i was so carb loaded i was just you are (laughs) between that they're both outside obviously yes and it was a beautiful weekend for it was sunny and all gorgeous I mean, hot, which I liked, which I know some people was too hot. But for me, I enjoyed... It was hot, but I'd much rather have hot than rain or something any day. Oh, yeah. But it was... So it was, you know, just perfect all the way around. Mm-hmm. Got to try out so many different kinds of food. Oh, yeah. Uh, the mac and cheese one, slightly disappointing. It was. Not going to lie. Uh, but we finished that up good, too. We did. We had game night afterwards. We did. So. That's why I said the slightest point just in the, and not only the festival coordination kind of disappointing, mm-hmm. I think was the right. biggest thing disappointing. Just I agree. It wasn't coordinated. Well, you could tell there was a lot of missing lines of communication between just basically every segment between the vendors and then the this guy mm-hmm. and then the that guy. And then you just tell there wasn't right. really great communication. 
And then I'm not gonna lie, some of them I'm really surprised wanted to showcase their mac and cheese. I'm really surprised <laughs> some of them thought that they could showcase that. Cause I mean, that's part of the fun of a food fest too, is because you get to try. And unfortunately, just like our package thoughts, I mean, yes, not all of them are winners. No, but some of them shouldn't <laughs> even have entered the contest. It's true. Being said, I had a couple that were out of this world, also mouth-watering. Yes. Very you had nice. this chorizo one that was <gasps> super good. Oh, I could have ate like a bucket of that one. But I think you have an unfair advantage too, because anybody that knows you knows that you love chorizo. I do. I Always freaking have, you love chorizo, love fresh burritos. You love it yes. in like a Mexican restaurant mm. when they fry it up. I just you love, love chorizo. Chorizo. And that way it was. It was super good. It uh, really there was, was a brisket one that my wife fell in love with. A brisket yes. mac and cheese. Uh, and that was really good. That was delicious. And then my favorite was this seven cheese oh, yes. Asiago Classic Mac thing. It was the creamiest one we had. That's for sure. And I know it didn't. It wasn't what you expect from Mac and Cheese Fest to be the best because it was nothing like special per se. Oh, it was so creamy though. But they, you know, they always say if you can just nail a classic, mm-hmm. you still got the winner. You don't yes. always have to think outside the box. You can just master the classic. They did that. Perfect blend, perfect consistency. Just straight mac and cheese. Oh, yes. If you were going on, like, just looks or something, yours would have won. It looked like it was on the cover of a magazine because it was so creamy and so rich. And every time you put your fork in, it would just, like, oh, it was just delightful. It really was. Like I said, it was just such a mastered, simple, Mm -hmm. oh, it was so great. And then today, or, or the next oh, day, I mean, we went over to Pierogi Festival. Oh, that should be outlawed. Which, wow, <laughs> was probably one of the best food festivals I've ever been to. I would definitely, and I've been to several. Just That's with the best. everything. Best. The way they had it laid out, it wasn't mm. too crammed. Uh, the amount of options there were innumerable. There's you no way not- we could eat them all. No way. No. It reminds me of the food truck festival that we all like. And, and there's the reason four why we like of us. Because there's usually 50 trucks. Yes. So we can, you physically cannot get no. something from every truck. We usually, like, one will buy one, one will buy another, and we all split them and try them. There were too many pierogies. Yeah. Too we many. We do that. And there's four of us. And I didn't know that there was such a thing as too many pierogies. I don't think there was. I would like to announce that myself and my father are not quitters like my wife and mother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quit on the pierogi. I love that one. Yeah, apple that pie one was amazing. They they did they have some. What I loved about this festival with being pierogies, you think pierogies, you think eh, there's maybe like five variations that you really mm-hmm. just come to mind. That you're right. like, these are like the five. Oh my goodness, there was so many. There was so so many. There were dessert ones. Like you said, there yes. was that apple pierogi, mm-hmm. and that one was amazing. It tasted like a warm apple dumpling that just, oh. it was great. There Even, was one, there was a Sunday pierogi. Yes. And that one, I personally, as far as desserts, not that I that was don't good. love a warm apple dumpling because that did absolutely satisfy every single craving that could happen. Yeah. But this dessert pierogi Sunday thing was amazing. It was Essentially like a pierogi dough mm-hmm. with a fried sweet cheese in there. Oh, dear God. That with was vanilla good. ice cream. And it was mm. also heavenly. Yes. There was a Mexican pierogi that had guacamole, pico de gallo, sour cream. Mm-hmm. That one. Amazing. Oh, and cilantro, cilantro, like a yes. sprig was on it. 
great. I'm trying to think. There was just so many. There were cool, so many. You, there's there no was way a you Greek could. Pierogi yes, that you had couldn't even name them all. No, there's too many. It was just every time you think that you heard like the most different variation you could think of, you would go over to the next section and you'd be like, "Oh well, I've been moving wrong. I had a grilled cheese pierogi today." Yes, because that was thing. good. That was and surprisingly that was very good. good. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. It I take amazing. one bite and I'm like, okay, I love it. Yeah. I had one pierogi that was the biggest pierogi I've ever seen in my life. It was huge. And honestly, one of Delicious. the best. Delicious. And that yes. was just a simple potato and cheese one. There were so many more I wanted to try, but my stomach was like, don't, don't you dare. You can barely walk to the vehicle as is. Yeah. There was that Italian one we tried too. Yeah, had like a balsamic, tomato, basil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You brought one over that had like a sweet sausage Sweet Italian like. sausage. That one was good. There was just all kinds. It, it was just so many. And they, I, they, they were all... Wow. And if you're a pirate fan at all, Pittsburgh pirate fan... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No. But secondly, at their home games, they always have the pierogi races. They have these three people in pierogi costumes, and they race and do funny stuff, and I love it. It's part of the game. It's, like, so awesome. Well, they were there today. Yes. So I got my picture taken with the pierogi guys, so I am happy. No, it was great. It really was. That was just, like I said, there were so many different great, great kinds that we tried today. Yeah. I'm very happy. And they had this dude out there with chalk who was awesome. Now, That's putting it mildly. This program fest was held out in Pittsburgh. As you know, we broadcast from Southwest PA. So we're up in Pittsburgh. It's called for the it. Dumpling Capital of the World, by the way. City Dumplings, right here, apparently. Ta da! Uh, I always thought of City Bridges. I was fucking wrong. <laughs> More but important things, dude. Huh? And if you know anything about Pittsburgh, Andrew Carnegie is, is huge. huge. He was a, a giant founder yes. in what started Pittsburgh. Right. So they, he had one. It was a like a portrait style chalk drawing of Andrew Carnegie, but he was too. holding a pierogi. Yes, and he called them Andrew Carogi. Yes, <laughs> I fell in love with that. I did too. That was cool. not gonna lie. It's the simple things, and that did it for me. That was cool. I like that. Very talented. Very. They had a great pierogi. They had all kinds of weird stuff. They did. They had so great. much. So, so delicious. So much. I tried a feta cheese one, which I liked. A sweet potato one, which was honestly probably my least favorite of the day and still was not bad. No. I Even the worst pierogi of the day was good. Yeah, I don't know how I they like... all decided to be great on pierogies. Yes. Again, with food fest, there's always some winners, some losers. I don't know if there was a for sure loser today like there usually is. Even went to the Miss T's truck and you're thinking, a Miss T's pierogi? Really? You're at a pierogi festival. No, they made a Bildrome bar. Yeah, it was awesome. You get three of the little mini pierogies, and you go over, and they have a pierogi bar, so you can put whatever the hell you want on it. And they had all kinds of stuff there. That was cool. They were not skimpy on what toppings were there. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Even that was awesome. I think think it's probably one of the reasons why it was so much of a favorite of mine was because usually there's always at least one or two that you leave and you know, oh, that one was not great. I wouldn't try that again. Yeah. I don't remember having that this time. Mm, All the other food festivals nope. I've been to, <laughs> I can think of at least a couple that weren't really the winners there. Right. Hey, it wasn't there. I burnt my tongue about 10,327 times true. today. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. 
Um, well, also with the food theme, Pizza yeah. Hut is introducing something. No way. And this what? makes a me pierogi think... pizza. No. Oh, this does make me think of my wife because she loves macaroni, fish, cheeses, oh, stuff okay. like that. Well, they are introducing a massive stuffed cheese it, which is basically going to be just a giant cheese it with a bunch of fresh cheese inside, melts it and toast it. Get out. Yes. Oh, I'm going to like that because I like Cheez-Its too. I guess their entire thought process was a, a huge demographic of Pizza Hut consumers or college kids. Yes. And they also all love Cheez-Its, so they decided to try to find something collaboration. Any any word on when it's coming out? I did not see like when it was going to be officially like out in every store or what, but I know it is coming out, and it sounds pretty damn good. I would definitely go for it. I would definitely. I bet the only thing was Pizza Hut is their little. They're not like expensive. I don't want to say that, but they're pricier than your normal. Like you could get a, you know, a pizza from somewhere else, ten bucks or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would try that. I, I would, would go to Pizza Hut to try. I would give that a shot. I would. Pizza do it. does that though. I think that's what keeps them going. Yeah. They're more expensive a lot of times, but they always come out with the weirdest, coolest things that you just gotta yeah. try. Yeah. And they're usually good, like those garlic knots. Yeah. They're amazing. They are. Stuffed crust pizza. No one, they call people have tried since right. Pizza really mm. founded that whole mm-hmm. thing. And still no one has a stuffed crust pizza like Pizza Hut. There's just something they pizza do Hut to was it. one of the first that did the, where you can pick your crust. Yeah. Do you like want hand toss? Do you want traditional? Do you want, so I like that always. That's why I said they truly do. Innovators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cost more, but they do innovate a lot of they different do. oddball things out there. Yep. Uh, on Saturday news of food, oh. uh, Chef Carl Ruiz passed away this week at 44. Who? Chef Carl uh, Ruiz. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not putting a face to it. Um, he's been on Food Network. Uh, he was friends with Jet Tila, who is okay. a chef that I yes. like. Yes, I um, like he was. Yeah. I know you like Guy Fieri. I do. He was on three different Guy shows. Oh. Uh, he used to be a judge a lot of times to help out okay. on like different shows on either with Guy or something like that. They were really good friends. Oh. So it's just a shame. Also young. Forty four. Yeah. That's young. So that was sad for me just because I still follow different chefs and all, and I'm weird like that, I know. <laughs> no, that's a shame. And then kind of continuing with – I'm going to finish with the sad theme up real quick. The author of Junie B. Jones passed away as well. Oh, no. No, she was like, I want to say either 66 or 68. Yeah. Oh. But still, Junie B. Jones, man. I remember those in first grade. Yeah. Because our whole class, that was – the books we read through that year were different Junie B. Jones books. Like, as a class, we read a chapter every week. So it hit kind of almost, like, especially close to me. I was like, I remember yeah. going through... Uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of the book that we... was, like, the, what kicked it off that year. Mm-hmm. It was something to deal with, like, Mrs. the School Bus or Rise the School Bus, Junie B. Jones. I still remember it. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a shame. That's it was. So that was kind of sad. Anyway, that was all that shit. <laughs> I did see uh, that there's a new kind of Coke out in certain places. Yeah. And apparently it is, like, super good and super hard to come by. It's out in Japan, Hong Kong, and somewhere else. Now, I can't remember. There was, like, a third place that it's, like... Is it a particular, like, flavor? Apple. Wow. Apple Coke. And it's supposed to be super good and refreshing. 
Really? I wouldn't try. I'd try that. I, I would. would. I wouldn't mind trying that. Yeah. So I'm kind of jealous. I want to try that. I like new things, though. I do, too. <laughs> I like. I would like that. And then there was something I saw this week that made me think of you. And I had to bring this up for you. A little piggy? <laughs> the Immaculate Reception, which, as you know, mm-hmm. is Franco Harris. I love One of your, if not your favorite ever stealer. Your favorite yes. ever football player, probably. Oh, yes. You've favorite ever. You've always loved Franco Harris. I just, there's something about him. I love him. Love me some Franco. Yeah. You've gotten to meet him. Oh, just I do. Everything about him. As long as... I've been alive. I've always heard you talk about Franco Harris. Well, his Immaculate Reception was voted the best ever play to ever be in the NFL. I love that. It won the greatest play As ever. well it should have. So it made me think of you. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Go, Franco, baby. <laughs> I love him. He is so nice. So sweet. He is. I just adore I, him. I will say the one time you met him was actually by pure pure essence I happened to be there. Yes. So and he was extremely friendly throughout he that entire was very entire interaction. And I was by far the the only person that recognized him, so no, you know, there was he, a lot of people clamoring. No, and he, and was, he was very truly, nice. Like I said, I, I can honestly remember the interaction and everything about it was very sweet and nice mm-hmm. and just what you would want from it. Yes. Uh, someone you look up to and and someone you've you know, always just dreamt of kind of being bigger than life itself. Yeah. So that was cool. And then something that is cool to me anyway. I was a weird kid growing up in the Amen. sense that I always liked comics, but not like Marvel DC comics that everybody collects right. and talks about. And Very true. I liked the ones that no one paid attention to as children, like Garfield. Love Garfield. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Baby Blues. Uh, you know, all these like comic strip style mm-hmm. comics. You My sure personal did. favorite, Foxtrot. I love Foxtrot, still do. Uh, peanuts. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of, like some other. I'm great trying. Speed bump you was liked one that was out there for a while. It was really yeah. good. You liked them. You really did. Uh, Beetle no Bailey's. Doubt. Things like that. I really liked. I still to this day can't see a Garfield book and not think of you. I just I've always loved comic books like that style, like comic strip style mm-hmm. comic books. Always have. Well, one of my favorites, if it wasn't for Fox, it would probably be my favorite. Far Side. By Gary Larson. Yes. I love Farside comics. I, they are hilarious. Well, the uh, he is actually coming back. I heard this. And that makes me I'm so, so excited. Sorry. And he put it in the in the best ever way that you could imagine is how he announced it, which was simply one of his new characters that he drew up with a fire, like a fire torch melting ice off of uh like a couple of his famous characters throughout his run yeah so that's awesome i am extremely ecstatic about that because all he put was uncommon unreal and soon to be unfrozen <laughs> so i am so excited to see i did hear this, yes. Coming back. Uh, yes very much so and i see that uh, another old comic strip i don't know if you remember it was called boondocks Yes. It was funny. Is also coming back. Is it really? Yes. I did not hear about Boondocks. Yes. I was never as as into Boondocks, but I do remember it. It Oh, sure. The main character was always kind of funny. 
I always liked that Pearls and Swine. <gasps> Pearls Before Swine. That's a, oh, that God. is another good one. I love that. God, I love it. There's a lot of good ones. Yes. Yes, there was. No hey. doubt. Anything else going on this week that, that I'm missing? I feel like it was a very busy week. I feel like I'm missing stuff, and I don't no, think I am. I don't really think so. Uh, some great, great cool things, though. Yeah. Uh, especially those food fest, man. Oh. I would, I, if every weekend could be that in my life, I think I would be fat and happy. Yeah. Wherever you are in the world, if there's a food fest happening near you, go. They're worth it. They're so they much fun. Well, like I said at the beginning, uh, we are on episode number 66. Mm-hmm. 66 is the number of books in the Protestant Bible. 66 is a popular card game in German, or is better known as Sex and Sexisch. Uh It's also the title of a British movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, it's apparently a movie about a bar mitzvah that happened... Like the same day as the London Cup in 1966 or something to that effect. Okay. Lil B has a song titled OMG 66. In the game Full Metal Alchemist, the villain, Barry the Chopper, is imprisoned in cell 66. Then in Star Wars, Order 66 is actually prepared order uh, to clone troops. How? I'm learning all kinds of cool shit now. In the horror genre, there are 66 demons that Bell controls. Maybe you fill it up at a Phillips 66, <laughs> but for now, pause that Route 66 rerun and join us in on this week's adventures. Come and get your kicks on Route 66. Right? Okay. My first story is fashion or foupaw. <laughs> okay. A self-described post-apocalyptic for some reason, that is so hard for me to say. And I actually practice saying it. Post. <laughs> I need to start doing that when I have to do like different city names. I need to start practicing because God I just, knows I could use it. For some reason, it doesn't want to come out the right way. I have to like slowly do it. Anyway, a post apocalyptic. That wasn't pretty ah. good. New York clothing company have taken fashion to a new low. You're supposed to take your fashion to a new high. Anyway, they Maybe introduced, huh? Maybe they're trendsetters. Yeah, I don't think so. At least Have you I seen some not. of the fashion shows? Yeah, but this one's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> they introduced hooded sweatshirts, complete with bullet holes, and school names such as Columbine, Sandy Hook, and Virginia Tech written on them. What the hell? It, under what scenario does that even remotely, possibly sound like a good idea? What is their, what, what is their angle of this? Exactly. Well, of course, after this came out and all people are like, whoa. You know, because that's, that's just too far. I'm sorry. You don't say That's about ten steps too far. Yes. Well... Okay, now I know y'all have heard the saying, no bad publicity, but really, people, this is, I I think this is the exception to the rule. Yeah. Yeah. One of the co-founders of this young company says to all the critics, and trust me, there's plenty. You don't say, I'm trying to find if anybody's a supporter. Yeah, good luck on finding him a supporter. School violence, this is a quote, by the way. School violence is the push and pull that create the cycle of life. A nirvana, and that is what 
these shirts represent we are empowering the survivors of these tragedies by making them relive it more and more complete with bullet holes by making money that's all they're concerned about bitch please all they concerned about is will this sell and if any parent worth their shit buys any of their children because this is like geared toward i would say teen to older teens buys a child anything like this you ought to be damned ashamed i just don't like i'm so confused as to what their angle is because if your angle is truly to help empower victims of tragedies like this wouldn't you put something like oh i don't know the giant hashtag going around stand with yes you know i stand with columbine or exactly sandy hook or virginia tech or unfortunately the list goes on unfortunately you're absolutely um, correct why wouldn't you do something like that or do just a normal clothing line with those school names and have all the proceeds go to the survivor there funds. you go or there's like so many other angles that you can go at that aren't as creepy weird and fucked up as this i just i can't believe they had the actual gall to to do this with bullet holes with bullet holes it was a, a fashion show up in new york and young teens came out with Columbine. How do they get models to Sandy. do that? That's what, what I want to know. are you in your life? Thank you. I the same thing. I thought the same no thing. They would have showed that. me that, and I'd been like, "Bitch, no, I'm out of here." Like there is no paycheck mm-hmm. worth that. No, none. And of course, any survivor from any of these school tragedies are just. Outraged, outraged, appalled, appalled, angered. I don't even know the right word for what they feel about this company. So out of curiosity, because I know you do, you tend to do very good research. Is there anybody out there that is actually for this or had anything on a positive spin to say? Nobody but the company itself. It was co-founded. There's two male finders of this company, this fashion line. And it is geared toward, I think, he, I, I read up on it. It's geared toward, like, the skaters or okay. skateboarders, you know. It's geared toward that group. Which, by the way, is exactly what I wore growing up was yes, skateboarding. Yes, you did. But they have considered them because uh, they're like an outcast. Oh, why? Because we're the emo and punks, like, yes, always? Yes, are, like, the outcasts, so they're saying these shirts are are presented toward them to empower and shit, and it's, it's, it's just a line of shit. It's just them trying to get their name out there and hoping that somewhere, somehow, somebody will buy their piece of shit clothing. What I don't care. I could not find their goddamn name anywhere. I read through this article. Yes, I honestly believe they did. I read through this article, which was linked to another article, and then I looked up itself. I looked up, like, Columbine sweatshirt or Sandy Hook sweatshirt, trying to get to the company that makes it. Yeah, trying to find better links or articles into it. I seriously think they they hid the name. I do, honestly. Yeah, well, I would. I can't believe they thought that this was a good idea on any 
any level. That is just grotesque. It's disgusting. It is absolutely pure trash. Wow. Well, I am a... Wow. Disgusting. I don't... I want to spit in these guys' faces. I don't even want to follow that story because it just bothers me so much. On Yes! I was bothered. That genuinely... And to see a picture of this model walking me. with khakis and a Columbine t-shirt or sweatshirt with bullet holes was disgusting. That genuinely disturbs me. Yes, I agree. And sickens, sickens me. Disgusted. Man. Well, uh, well, I want to know what you guys think. Ugh. And you can tell us what you think by simply going over to our Facebook page, our Twitter, email, any of that. I usually say it at the top of the show, and I know I kind of slipped off this week. I didn't really mention any of that. <laughs> we just got straight into everything that was going on. Yeah. But I do want to let you know that on that story or any of the other stories that are coming up here, which, right. God, I hope you have better things coming up. Oh, any story's got to be better than that. Because that truly, truly sickens me. I read that. I'm like, I can't believe... I really thought it was, like, garbage news. Yeah. No, I just, it's real. And not even good... No. Garbage. Like, uh... Anyway. But you can do that. Like I said, our Facebook page is, you know, Relative Reaction. Our Twitter mm-hmm. handle is Relative React I1. Uh, our email is Relative Reaction 2018 at gmail.com. I post all the links in the description. So wherever you're listening to this, if you, you go onto that main link there, that Podbean link, all those... It'll also give you sublinks out to any of our social media and all. We absolutely love hearing from you guys. It's been a little quiet these last couple weeks. We're kind of sad. So you're still out there talking. That's what matters. Keep talking. Keep us going. Uh, we absolutely just... I, I love hearing from you guys. I really do. I love hearing what you have to think about the articles. Uh, when you get ideas for other articles and just everything like that, it's super fun to be able yes. to incorporate our kinfolk and everything. Um, I'm going to go over to my first story. Hope it's better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's called Ain't No Burger King. Ain't No Burger King. Now, as a former shorter cook and someone that worked in kitchens, Mm -hmm. I love this story because I think I found a new hero, and it's the chef I'm about to tell you about. Okay. I thought you were going to say it was the king. No. Okay. (laughs) God, What a man. Jeez. Well, this chef basically got to go out on a rant and say what all of us have always thought that have worked in kitchens and shit. <laughs> uh, it was down in Sydney, Australia, this restaurant, and there was a potential diner that had just so many requests and just, uh, uh, I'll go in more detail here in a second. Well, I don't think this person ever got the response they could have ever even imagined or ever expected. So... There was an email conversation between a potential customer and this chef, uh, Attila Yilmaz. And it was shared on a Facebook page and, and so on and so on after this, which is kind of where it started to blow up. Um, after emailing the restaurant explaining that they have an incredibly restrictive diet, the unnamed diner asked if it would be okay if they just sat at the table and drank while their friends ate. Uh, well, the restaurant responded saying the liquor license only covers them for dining customers only. So the unnamed person responded said, I think we will go elsewhere unless you can provide a lean steak and sweet potato with leaf and sheep's milk, feta, or goat's cheese salad and charge appropriately, not a feast $68 price. I have an intolerance to just about every menu on your item. 
or every, every item, item on your menu. On your menu. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I have an intolerance to you, sir. Well, this is where the conversation got really fun. And this is where Chef Yomez became my hero. He responded, apologies, just so I'm clear on this, you want to come to our restaurant, don't like our menu, and hence want to create your own menu and want us to cook it for you at a fair price that you determine. Could you please tell me what cut of meat you would like and what price you would like to pay for your dinner? Well, the uh, potential customer responded calling out Yomez for sarcasm. The chef, the chef explained, question if I may, if you and seven of your friends were going to a concert and you were the only one that didn't like the band or the songs or maybe were sensitive to some offensive language or you had an intolerance to loud noise, would you contact the band and ask them to tone it down, lower the volume, edit their playlist songs to make it, you know, more of your taste? Or would you ask them for a discounted price uh, when they do this because, well, it's just not reasonable. He then went on to explain the diner's requested meal was made up of ingredients that the restaurant doesn't use and edit the email with, we look forward to not feeding you. I love it. The no longer potential customer responded. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's very nice considering I work for a caterer and we accommodate people's food intolerances every day. Not to be deterred, my hero, Chef Yomez, once again responded, this time by taking a, a slightly different angle with this. You work for a caterer, he asked. That's great. What's your minimum spend? Can I book a caterer for one person? Me. How much for a piece of lean meat, leaf, sheep's feta, and sweet potato? Can you give me a quote, please? And, and make sure it's reasonable. I'm happy with $68 or less. I will require you to supply a cook, tableware, water, cloth, napkins, a waiter, venue, uh, venue with a chair, please. Make sure there's a table, some music, air conditioner, heating, depending on the weather. Uh, I will require this for eh, probably at least two hours of sitting on a Saturday night at 8 p.m. And I will need proof that you pay, uh, you pay your staff the award rate at 125% for Saturday and a proof of uh, that, that you are actually, you know, insured and all your workers are, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, please email me your quote ASAP. <laughs> so I just, I don't understand. This is why this guy is my hero. Because he try, you try to accommodate people for their intolerances. It's fine. Oh yeah, but some get carried away. Go, it, it's fine. I get it. And this person started with what I thought was going to be a logical request. Mm -hmm. I think it might be easier if I eat first and then go. Can I still drink with my friends? But then they didn't seem to like the honest answer of, "This is how liquor licenses work. I can't serve you without mm -hmm. you dining." Right. Which is true because I've worked in places with the exact same license and that is an honest to god truth i'm not allowed to serve you unless you're dining because if i serve you without dining then i have to have a bar license and that's a different license right right so i, I can't does it sound stupid yes is, is it, it crazy law? yes but like you said it's the law unfortunately and if we do that for you or anybody else and we get caught then you get shut down you get your liquor license taken away now i can't serve any right i'm not gonna do that for you no but what, in your right mind, how do you have the audacity to ask the fuckers to give you shit that's not even on their menu? You can't read the goddamn menu and at least try to make up a meal that has ingredients already there? Some people, and yes, I understand personal request, you know. 
I get that some people do need this or this and got it. Oh, trust me as a cook, I've worked with many different intolerances and that is Great. fine. But some people get so damn carried away with themselves that you wonder why would you even leave your kitchen? Exactly. Why do you think the rest of the free world should bend to your will because you want to eat there? Yeah. I want to be with my friends and drink. Well, then go to a fucking bar. Or how about this? How, how about, about you, you buy eating? a case, go home? Yeah. Host a party. There you have go. Your friends come over. That's ridiculous. People and ought to be ashamed of themselves. I could not believe the amount of requests. Like, they legit gave him, basically just said, fuck your menu. Here's what I want. Give that to me. Oh, and by the way, don't overcharge me, you prick. Exactly. No. No, 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 no. You don't get to call the shots anymore. No. It's adorable, no. but no. No. You now get to find something off my goddamn menu, and you have that, and I will pay you, charge you, whatever the hell I want to charge you. If you don't like that. I look forward to not feeding you. Amen. I want that quote. Yes. On a sign. To put, just, not even on a sign. I want it on a business card so I can hand it out to people. Yes. Every time they it, make a you super, ever, I look forward to not feeding you. Bye-bye. Yes. And this isn't just in big restaurants or non-fast food places. Have you ever gone to, say, like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or whatever... Burger King. Sometimes it's worse there with people. Exactly. And you'll stand behind somebody who's like, can I have this burger, but I would only like, you know, an eighth of a teaspoon of ketchup, no mustard, the bun. I know you can serve it on a sesame seed bun, but I can't have seeds, so if you could make that on a potato roll. Could you see going to McDonald's and saying that? Yeah. That's essentially what this person did. Yes, exactly. I don't like that, but I want that. I don't have that. No. Well, I don't want it for an overpriced. How do you expect me to go out and buy this? That, I just, I could not believe that person when I was reading this. Yeah, unbelievable. Some people just think they are entitled to whatever they want, whenever they want it. And like I said, I feel like sometimes it's worse, actually, at smaller restaurants than it is the fancy restaurants. Yeah. Because fancy restaurants, you, you do get your well, well large group of entitled pricks. Oh, yes, definitely. But at small ones, you get these, like, bitchy-ass, like, wife-style people that come in, and they want it, you know, this, this, and this, and this, and you're nothing because you're just a cook. Right. Like, go fuck off and make your own... Oh, wait, that's right, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you don't know how to work in a kitchen, your own, let alone ours, so go away. Yes. That's why I said I want that little business card. I look forward to not feeding you. That was the best way you could ever sign a message. Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. So, awesome. Chef Yomis, you are my new hero, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes sir. The hero song. Hero. Uh, well, with that being said, let's go over to our package thoughts. Oh, I am, yeah. What do we got? All right. I don't know how to pronounce this, so I have to ask Travis because he's better with German names than I am. Shogitten. Shogitten. Okay. Shogitten. Shogitten. It's German, obviously. I mean, hello. I think it's Shogitten. Shogitten. It's a caramel brownie chocolate bar. Ooh. That sounds delightful. That really does. It does. This is, of course, made in Germany. (laughs) And we got this at 
uh, Aldi's. Aldi's. Thank you. The name just like went from my I head. I do that. <laughs> uh, we got these at Aldi. Uh, I think it's twice a year they have German Week at Aldi. And if you go there during German Week, they have like a product they don't sell for the rest of the year. Which blows my mind because it's a German chain. Yes, but it does. <laughs> so for like a week, they'll have some new German products you could try. <clears throat> and seriously, if you get the chance to go, they have some really cool shit. I think they do that with a couple of things too, actually. Huh? I think they have a couple of those random weeks throughout the year, like not just Charmin Week. I know they have a couple of times. But I think oh they have yeah. A couple of them. I think they do. Yeah. But anyway, this this sounded damn good. Not really getting a brownie taste though. Are you? Hmm. Okay, that wasn't bad. The chocolate no. wasn't bad at all. Mm-hmm. Definitely nice and milky. Mm-hmm. Almost had like a Cadbury esque yes, taste to very it. Very much. The chocolate, chocolate part of it. Mm-hmm. Almost had a, a Cadbury esque like milkiness to it. Um, I didn't get much caramel. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I didn't get like it tasted like a um. I, I got a little bit of brownie in there. I didn't get really any caramel. Mm-mm. It almost had like an arrow bar taste to it in a way. Yeah, it did have like a fluffy taste. Very aerated, very mm-hmm. which was good. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It wasn't like bad. I didn't it like want to spit it out. But it was good. It was good, but I I wanted more caramel brownie. Yeah, I was excited for the caramel brownie. Yeah, part. I was I was really excited for that. And I, I wanted more of brownie. that. There's very little of it. I want more. More. How do you say more in German? More. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not a tra- I'm not an official translator. <laughs> I'm not even officially bilingual. No, but you kind of are. I'm not. I, I speak <laughs> enough to live. Does not make me bilingual. <laughs> well, anyway, however you say that in German. Dang it. That was good. I just wanted more. No, so it was. Like I said, it was still very good. Yeah. It just was not what I was expecting. Right. Which kind of threw me off, I think, more than anything. Definitely yeah. wasn't like, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> on my second story, keeping with this food theme, I don't know we didn't know we had going, but we kind of do. I whole, our whole weekend has been food themed. I know. And it just get carried over into the podcast. Everything week. about us is food. That tells you a lot about me, actually. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> Everything about my life pretty much revolves around food or the next time I'm getting food. There you go. And then a nap in between the food. Yeah. And then I'm good. All right. Fast food does not equal cheap food. No. We all know that. That is, it's <laughs> long since passed. Yes. Most people have somewhat of an assumption that fast food usually means lower prices. Because it used to be. It used to be, right. That's how it started out. It started yeah, out, that's what just, made it so great was it was cheap. Right. And I mean, when you think about it, you think of like dollar menus or inexpensive family packs you know a lot of the fast food places offer family packs for a good price well not always anymore a lot of your places have moved up some and i've put down some prices that'll make you think twice about the cheap part of the fast food i mean i think about it every time i get my final total i'm like damn that was I spend that much at a fast food place. Yeah, damn. 
Okay. Now, I used to love checkers. We used to go to this when we lived in Georgia. Yes. I used to love their fries. They, they have out really of burger. Season fries. Huh? They did have very good seasoned yeah, fries. Yeah, they were like heavy seasoned. You know what I mean? Not just a little sprinkle, a little dust. Oh, they were good. They were good. Anyway, they have out a new burger called the Baconzilla Burger. Okay. It's $6 for a hamburger, which isn't all that bad. It's not cheap fast food, but unfortunately, that's the average price anymore. Yeah. It's not, go I mean. Go to your local Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, whatever one you prefer yeah. out of those, like the kind of trifecta of burger chains. It's like $6 for the yes. their main burger. Whatever you're going to look on on the menu, not the little side menu. No. Your mm-hmm. main menu. Right. Whatever you look on, it's going to be between like 5 and 6 bucks. it seems. Now, if I'm going out to a place like a, a fancier place or not fast food place, $6 for a burger doesn't sound bad. No. But at Checkers, it sounds a little high. Mm-mm. And actually, I love getting one of my favorite places to get burgers at is a gastro pub. If you can find like a local little dive pub, they make usually will make like the best burgers yep. you can have. They're I, juicy, they're big. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and I know it's expensive as hell, but one of the best burgers to me are, I'm gonna say it wrong because I always do. Five, five guys. guys. I, I know do, you love Five Guys. I freaking love their well. burgers, but expensive as shit. One of my best friends in the world. That's his favorite, favorite food to go get is Five Guys. It's so good. Anyway, and uh, now this place I've never been to, Del Taco. I've never been. I've always wanted to. I've heard never about that. gone there, so I can't say anything about the food. Or I say I want to about literally any place I haven't been to. But it's a fast food joint. My guess is similar to like a Taco Bell or mm, Chipotle. It's more like a Taco Bell style. Got it. And they have a carne asado burrito. Eight dollars. Wow. For one burrito. Wow. That sounds pricey as hell to me. I don't even know if it, I think the Chipotle burrito is that much. All I know is, is I that, go no to offense. this Mexican restaurant. It's super, it, you get a lot. Like, yes. You're full after eating Chipotle. I go to this Mexican restaurant nearest that I love. Yeah. It's not fast food. It's good damn food. No, it's authentic. And, it, and oh you can get gosh. the entire meal, which is like a burrito with rice and then refried beans and shit for 12 Yeah. Some of so, them are cheaper. I thought that was I think I've gotten a meal there once for 10 yeah, And it I was the full-on meal. And it's a restaurant. Like, you, yes. you're served or sat down. It's home. You know, oh, it's so good. It is good. But I just thought $8 yeah. for a burrito is, damn, that's not fast food. No, I'm going to spend that another... much. I'm going to sit down and enjoy myself at your place. Hell, yeah. Uh, next, we went to Jack in the Box, which I've eaten at a couple times. It's I it's like there. Jack in the Box. It's there. I'm, it's like not bad. It's not good. It's just there. Those garlic buns. I think it's why I love Jack in the Box so okay. much. I love the way they do their burger buns. Yeah, that is I true. love them. They now have out a chicken salad that they charge $6 for. Wow. So, don't for try to eat healthy. Salad. Chicken salad. Nothing special. Just chicken salad. Damn. <laughs> so you're like, that is that not worth six bucks. No, that's what I'm saying. Now, the next place I freaking love is Arby's. I do love Arby's. I love me some Fact. Arby's, baby. I just do. Uh, they have out an, a sandwich called the Smokehouse Brisket, which sounds delicious. I've heard of it, and it does sound very good. <laughs> it is $7 for the sandwich, not for the meal, the sandwich. Damn. So, Arby's, you might just want to. 
you know, rein yourself in under that hat <laughs> a little bit. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, the next place is Sonic. Yeah, they get pricey. Yeah, they do. They can get pricey. They have a classic chicken sandwich. Eight dollars for the sandwich. Really? I think that is outrageous. Do you know how much chicken is at the store? Come on, people. Sonic Who the hell are you kidding? Is I don't know. It's it's hard to say because Sonic you can also find great deals, but you have to find whatever's on sale. Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you this, they will do fifty cent corn dog days. Yes. And they're real corn dogs. They're like nice size corn dogs. They're great. Love fifty cents corn mm-hmm. dogs. They will do deals where it's burgers, like two for four, and they actually have a good burger. Right. You wouldn't think of Sonic's having a good burger, but it's actually a good cheeseburger. It is. I've had it before. But they'll do two for four. Great price. But if you get them, like, not on the deals or the combos, or like, it's expensive as hell. Even their drinks, you figure, their shakes are, like, oh, yeah. five, six dollars. Yes. So you always want to go that when it's half price. Right. Because then it's, after like, oh, eight that's or something. After eight, half price in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think $8 for a chicken sandwich is outrageous. Next, we go to Chick-fil-A. According to me, the best fast food place out there ever. You do love yourself some Chick-fil-A. And I understand why. I can't, cannot argue that fact. They have out, which I've never tried, so I can't tell you if it's good or bad, a Cobb salad, $8. Wow. Yeah, and a Cobb salad is nothing special. I know what a Cobb salad is. I mean, I can't say much. I used to work at a Zaxby's, and that was, I think, the price for a Cobb salad. Was it? Really? It was like $7 or $8. Does, Cobb salad was does it include the piece of toast that Zaxby's? Uh-huh. Okay, then it's worth it. Oh, All right. It was, it was expensive, <laughs> but I will say, you, if you could eat that whole salad in one sitting... Props to you. Oh, good. Like, well, that's it, actually good. It was a hell of a salad. Like, it was super good. Like, I used to get them all the time when I worked there. I'm just thinking you're not going to a salad bar. You're going to a fast food place. Yeah. That's all, you know, in my head. The next place we're going to go is my hubby's favorite, DQ. Uh, I don't think he cares anything about eating there. No, yeah. I don't think he gives one iota of thought to the food. It's all the ice cream. <laughs> But they have some cool shit though. Yeah. Their food many wise. Yeah. And their food's not half bad. I've eaten there plenty of times. They have a BLT salad for seven dollars. That just sounds wow. expensive for a BLT. I've never understood that. Like places that don't charge a lot for a BLT. Yeah. Bacon lettuce tomato. There's nothing like sp- You add it bread and maybe man. Yeah. I don't get that either. I've always wondered that myself. Yeah, That's it weird. It's simplistic because I do the same thing. There's a place I like around here, and they do these little BLT wraps. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really good because I like BLTs. Oh, yeah. And the wrap is simply, as stated, it is that in a miniature tortilla with mm-hmm. a little bit of mayo on it. And it tastes amazing. But it's like four or five bucks. I'm yeah. like, I have a hard time paying that for a BLT wrap. I yes. A, a full-on like chicken-style wrap for the same price. Right. It's bacon, lettuce, and tomato, people. Hello? Okay, next place, we're going to go back down south. We're going to Captain D's. Remember that? Oh, I do remember Captain Captain D's. We've eaten there plenty of times. I haven't thought about them in a while. No. They, all of their salads at Captain D's are now $8. Damn. Wow. That's a little pricey, guys. Let's rein it in there, Captain. It's hard with salads, though. Produce is expensive anymore. It is, and I I realize that, and 
unfortunately they can't order too much it goes bad so you have to watch that i'm just saying that's a lot for a salad yeah that's all i think i really do the next place we're going is hardy's which okay. to me is a little pricier when it comes it to is. fast food at all times. Hardy's is always a pricier. But they have the best mushroom Swiss burger you've ever had in your entire life. I anyway, like Hardy's. Yeah. They have a monster burger. It's $8. So monster burger, what a monster price. What's all on the monster burger, though? Everything. Bacon. There are two or three types of cheese. It's double patty. So I'm not saying you're not getting yourself a burger. But, I mean, you know, when you go it. to fast food, you're like, you know, I'll take a number one. Here's 10 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to get that. Yeah, you ain't going to get that. And, of course, topping the list is my five guys. I freaking love Is that even considered fast food, though? Yes. Yes, it is. Not ours, but yes. God, enough. Not we hard. have the world's slowest five guys in all of creation. I swear to God. Anyway, Probably though, they're always super friendly there. They are I extremely say, friendly. Service. Yes, but just I've slow bad as hell. Other ones, never this one. No, they've always, always gotten, gotten the service. order right and good service. They're always welcoming. They're just slow as hell. I didn't know if they'd be considered fast food because it's not like a typical like. No Five Guys have a drive-thru. That's not one of their things. No. That and they don't have any burgers waiting on you like fast food places. They no. make it. I feel like drive through almost quintessential to fast food. Yeah, that's also true. Well, it was on the list, and it's at oh, the top of the list. Oh, I believe you. And I definitely know why it's the top. Yes. The bacon cheeseburger, which I've gotten plenty of times, $9. Yeah. Expensive as fuck. Yeah. That's why I cannot stand yelling to Five Guys. There's nothing to do with the flavor or anything. I love them. I and get in the mood good. for a burger, and that's where I want to go. Like I said, to me, I love they have eating them. I just, oh, I cannot stand the price. Yes, the price is expensive. fucking Five Guys. And I think it's because, in my mind, because my wife was also a cook. She's also mm-hmm. a trained cook. Um, and being that way, we enjoy going out to eat, me and my wife, into like calmer atmospheres. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, neither is like large groups of people and, and loud noises. <laughs> so we can start there. But that being said, we truly do enjoy when me and her are both off together. Right. To go down to a restaurant, sit down, enjoy whatever one of those restaurants that don't really have a full on menu. What's the chef special? Okay, I'll take that. Right. And we sit down. Okay, so that is like. A decent one of those, not the high-end ones, just your local ones that you would go to. Mm-hmm. You're going to be running about 15 to 20 a person. Okay, so I'm going to spend 10 to 15 at a Five Guys one if we get fries, maybe a split and a drink. Okay, so I'm spending 10 to 15. Well, I could spend 15, 20, and we can go on the full atmosphere and we need to try something special and unique that we both get a kick out of. Right. Agreed. So I think that's why a lot of times I end up veering away because I'm like, do I really want to spend that? Or I could just take that and go down the street, spend five more dollars and get a full on right. experience, which me and my wife enjoy. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. Very true. Now, I understand it has its place. Not everybody always has the time to go sit down. Yeah. Sometimes we you... enjoy our when we're both right. off together on a night. That's how we enjoy our dates. Like my husband you sit down for an hour at a restaurant and enjoy it. What my husband, when he works, he, you know, has a limited time for lunch. Sometimes he doesn't even get any time, let alone limited. 
So a lot of times his only option is fast food because he has to get it and go back. Oh, yeah. And there have been many times when my wife wanted that because we're under a time constraint sure. or something. And I get that part. Right. So it has its place, and I'm in happy for it, and I enjoy it, and I want them to go out. I just, if I have the time, I'd rather go out. Yes. I'm just saying if fast food needs to keep it at a level. They don't need to go above that level. If you're fast food, you ain't fine dining. Don't be charging me $9 a burger. I think a lot of it anymore is just the price of shit. That's also true. I think it's hurting. Yeah. Well, anyway, over my second story today yes. <laughs> uh, is going to be Jesus' wine. All right. Turn that water into wine for me, baby. I'm going to tell you about a DUI case. Okay. I, I hope know. it wasn't Jesus. <laughs> he came back and he got busted. Damn. That party was great. Uh, <laughs> Him and the disciples were toasted. <laughs> well, you're probably trying to figure out why I'm I'm bringing up a DUI case. Like, what is so unique that we would bring it up on our podcast? Right, I am. I'm That's, thinking that. You know, <laughs> it, it's a little different for us. Well, this happened in Trumbull County, uh, which is in Ohio. Okay. I was going to say, why does that sound familiar? But now it's, I know why. Right over in Ohio. Picture this. Two Amish men... Drinking alcohol. Weird enough as is, right? Yeah. Okay, well That's now... no no. They're operating a horse and buggy. Outfitted with a giant stereo system. I have seen that, dude. With a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra still in the middle of the two of them. Like I said, not something you're going to see every day. No, man, and if you're going to break all of God's rules, at least get good beer. Right. <laughs> My friend would hate that because that's all she drinks. Not all she drinks, but that's like her go-to is make a little water. I give her shit all the time. Uh, well, this is exactly what this poor guy that was happened to be working for the sheriff's department that night witnessed. He was doing a routine patrol in the uh, county's Amish community, just going through basically one town to another like he usually does. I'm and sure that's it's deputy, usually slow. Yeah, but that's when Deputy Eric Herms, uh, Hermsdorfer... Came across uh, the men while on patrol in the early morning of September 15th when he attempted to stop them and question them about drinking and driving because, yes, it's not a motor vehicle, but you are behind the buggy and horse right. and all that. Yeah. They leaped out of the buggy and disappeared into the woods by the side of the road. Oh, dear God. Meanwhile. Get back the... here, Ezekiel. <laughs> God damn it, Jebediah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the horse pulling the buggy also took off, but Hermsdorfer caught up to that. The men, though, yeah, they were gone. So it was definitely not a routine stop for this guy. No. He turned the horse over to a local farmer until the two men came forward. The sheriff's department has attempted to call different people to pick up the horse, but no one has answered the phone. Which, I mean, in retrospect, I don't know how much they answer their phones and how many phones they have. That's just, why I'm laughing. Just They're not answering thing. their phone. Well, it's probably because they ain't got it. <laughs> ain't got one. The two men could be charged with failure to comply with the deputy's command. Uh, he said that drinking and driving laws still apply to the buggy, even if it's pulled by oh, a horse yeah. not licensed. So maybe it's just the fear of consequences, and that's a, like would be a reality check for them enough to right, kind right. of calm it down. So still, he's encouraging the two men to come forward and retrieve the horse and buggy. Now, I know Ohio, as well as Pennsylvania and some other places, are very Amish heavy. Yes. And um, and I know the Amish go through this period 
where they're allowed to kind of... Yeah, the Rumspringer, right? That's it. I couldn't think of the name of it for the life. I think it's the Rumspringer. Yeah, where they're just allowed to kind of go crazy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe the boys get... were in there doing that. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Well, usually they go, go far away, too. Yeah, usually they go kind of... I used to watch a show, and I can't remember the name of it now. It followed... Like six Amish people that were I in there. I remember you telling me about that. Yes, I freaking love that show. I remember that. Oh, it followed like six or eight of them. Yes, I remember you telling me about that. It was so fascinating. Okay, you know what that means. <laughs> it's the last clip time. I got a fun one for y'all. Y'all are gonna love this. All right. It's called October Fest and Fun. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, baby. I figured it was appropriate with Oktoberfest here with us. I'm actually pretty excited because as we're recording this, I'm actually wearing my Oktoberfest yes, shirt. I, I thought that was so weird weekend. when you came over. I was like, look, he's got his October shirt or Oktoberfest shirt on. I just worked because I was start this weekend. I saw him like, yeah, I might as well. I'll wear that this weekend. <laughs> That's funny. Millions, and yes, I said millions, of people are getting ready to attend Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany, baby. Absolutely amazing. If you ever get the ability to do that, do it. So worth it. (laughs) In addition to bringing in millions in tourism, millions of gallons of beer, and thousands of sausages consumed, all in 16 days. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have partaken in many, many of those liters of beer <laughs> and a couple of those pretzels. There you go. Y'all brought me home one of them Oktoberfest cookies. Yeah, Holy shit, was that good. Yeah. Dang it. I yeah, thought it was good. a huge-ass cookie. I'm thinking I'm never going to eat all this. Oh, that was no problem. <laughs> no Turns no out problem. I can. I can, did, and wanted more. Okay. Now, I just some Oktoberfest to let y'all know what you're getting into when you go, because you got to go. Well, I mean, at this rate, you know, by the time this episode comes out, we're going to be what? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, five days in. Five days in? So oh, we only have 11 days left. You better get there. The first Oktoberfest was in 1810. That's awesome. And it was meant to celebrate a royal wedding. That yes. was the whole start of it. That part I did not. I did know it started as a royal wedding yes, celebration. celebration that turned into just uh, every year. It has been canceled. It's a hell of a party. Yeah, you ain't kidding. It has been canceled only 24 times since 1810. That's a hell of a record. That's not Of too course, bad. it was for war and disease outbreaks, you know, little things. And the disease well, outbreak, I don't know that one. Cholera, cholera, how do you say that? Cholera outbreak, cholera. I don't think when that was. I'm not sure. Huh. But I mean, you know, this is in Munich, Germany. Just, you know, think about it. I mean, they did have a, they have a big, had a big war there. Yeah, a little one, little one. Anyway, <laughs> average six million people show up to Oktoberfest every year. I'm sure you ran into each and every one of them. Oh, Gosh. <laughs> Definitely a lot of people. But in 1985, 7.1 million people showed up for the largest attended year ever in wow. Oktoberfest history. Is it 75? 85. 85. 85. 80s was good, baby. I wonder what was so special about that year. If they were like, put it out there trying to beat a record or if it just was just 
Why well, had the just year. turned a senior? Everybody was going to celebrate, Trav. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, that shows you how old you I am, folks. <laughs> there are thirty-eight <laughs> beer tents that are there every yes. year, and each tent serves different beers and uh, has plenty of. Seating and such for up to what did they say for each tent? Now oh, I can't remember. Uh, it's a lot. And it's a lot. It sounds like plenty of seating, but you will be waiting in line to get in every tent. Oh, I'm sure. There's that many people. Oh, well, yeah, I, six million people average. Yeah. No, there's that. There's that. You know. <laughs> anyway, drinkers consume on average 1.98 million gallons of beer each Oktoberfest. Damn. That's a lot of freaking alcohol flow. No wonder there's piss everywhere. That there is. <laughs> that anyway. There is. <laughs> also, they serve 510,000 roasted chickens on average, 60,000 sausages on average, and 59,000 pig knuckles. Ah, yes, I did forget. There was Not like a good pig knuckle. Pig, I had one of roasted chickens while we were there. Did you? Yeah. Did my honey have a pig knuckle? I don't think he did. Oh. I think we split a roasted chicken. chicken. Oh, okay. Well, there's 510,000 of those that get sold annually. Nice. That's kind of cool. All right. Last year. Now, this is the best part for me. I thought this was I mean, was I know we each drank, I think it was like eight liters, eight of those giant liter glasses. And you're not allowed to take your glasses home, but people try to steal them every year, obviously. Yeah, that's that's... They, we watch a couple people get yelled at. Yes. You're they, not allowed. You may think, oh, there's so many people they don't notice. Uh-huh. They fucking watch. Oh, yes. And just to let you know, you think you're done with Oktoberfest and you got out with your cup and you're like, yeah, fucking got my cup from Oktoberfest. They'll take it at the airport. Just so you know. That is great. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's harder than you think to get away with a Stein from Oktoberfest. You can also just buy a Stein because every tent sells them. Oh, yes. Okay. I can do that. Yes. I mean, I didn't go to all 38 because it sounds like, oh, you're thinking like we're talking food trucks early mm-hmm. and all. Oh, you can kind of split. There's no that. You're literally waiting for an hour to get into these tents. I think when I went, the year I went, we went to like three different tents. Then we could try a couple different beers. We went right. to the Hofbrau tent because you got to go to Hofbrau. So we did go to that tent. And then I think we went to... Uh, the Paul Inner tent and something else. Got it. Maybe lines or something. I can't remember. I just know Yins had a, a hell of a time. Oh, yeah. Last year, 840 passports, 460 wallets, 350 phones, and 300 keys attached to keychains turned up. And they're lost and found. Damn. Which is, this is average for every year. How, How many passports again? That's 840. So when God you're drunk damn. and you lose your passport, I hope you don't want to fly out really anytime soon. So all like the phones, mm-hmm. keys, mm-hmm. and wallets together equal how many passports yeah. show up that are lost and found. Yes. That's not Just good. keep your stuff on you, man. That is, that is not good. So enjoy Oktoberfest, dude. Oh, I would love to go back. <laughs> well, my last clip of the week is going to be doggone dedication. All right. Now, this one kind of has as two two viewpoints on it. But anyway, we'll, we'll go into the story. We'll see what 
What are we going to talk about here? Right. Well, there is this couple. They went out on a vacation into, I want to say it was Montana. And unfortunately, their pup went missing. So that's kind of setting the story. Their pup, Katie. So uh, they were on vacation with Montana with their seven-year-old border collie, Katie. The couple went to a stock car race one night and returned to their hotel to find out that Katie was no longer in the room. Because she she apparently figured out how to unlock the door and get out. Oh my god, that reminds me of your dog. Exactly. Well, the kings thought maybe she was scared by an, a nearing thunderstorm. You know, exactly. kind of trying sure. to hide away. The hotel's front desk attendant did tell the couple that she saw a dog run out of the front door several hours earlier. Which... That'd be funny if you're just the attendant just sitting there. La, 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 la. Did I just see a dog runner? It looked kind of like a That's border weird. collie. Was it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's right? Montana. We see lots of animals. Yeah, no shit. Hey, pay me $5. Fuck you. <laughs> the kings searched for Katie all night long, but they couldn't find her. Oh. The couple were both former law enforcement officers of L.A., and they kind of treated Katie's disappearance like a straight-up case that they would have worked on. I would have, too. In addition to posting Katie's picture on light poles all around the community and on the internet, they examined the area around the hotel uh, and nearby alfalfa fields for signs of their lost dog. Aww. They searched for tracks, droppings. They found nothing. Like, they took this like it was a... Hell yeah. They were trying to find a the America's Most Wanted right here. You go get them. Go find Dylan. Fifteen days into the search, the couple took a new approach. They purchased two cameras typically used by wildlife researchers to record what animals are sensed. They also purchased animal traps and baited them with Katie Saber snacks. Aww. Carol started jogging and biking around the neighborhoods, hoping that the sweat uh, could signal that the dog to the dog that the family yes, was near. Yes, yes, yes. They also left used clothing and Katie's blankets and her bowl around the area. Oh. The couple went as far as to have hair shavings and horse manure shipped from their farm back home, hoping that similar scents would attract Katie, the familiar scent, sorry. Mm. They followed up on every lead and purchased night vision goggles even just to look for Katie at night. Still nothing. Oh. 37 days into the search, oh. Carol needed to return home to to her job as a postal carrier in Spokane, Washington, where they lived. Well, when she learned that she wouldn't be able to take any additional time off, more additional time off, she gave her notice. The couple was retired and living on pensions, but she supplemented their income with this job. Sure. Katie was just more important to me, Carol told the Times. I just said that I'll finish this week and that's it. Carol returned to Kalispell, Montana, Vern then left town and returned home to care for the farm and their other pets. Right. 53 days into the search, Carol considered giving up, but Vern encouraged her to keep going. And thankfully for the Kings, uh, they the Kaylee Spell community absolutely opened their hearts to the couple. One person let the Kings stay in their home, others Aww. spent hours searching for Katie to help them, and still others allowed the couple to search their property. We can't believe that the community up there is just so amazing. She was talking that about. That is awesome. 57 days into the search, a miracle oh. occurred. Carol received a tip that a homeowner near the hotel saw a dog matching Katie's description in their backyard. <gasps> when Carol arrived, the dog was gone. But Carol and her friends searched the area, and a couple said that there was a dog sitting on a tree nearby. Everyone began calling Katie's name. Well, soon, everyone kind of hushed up and let just Carol Call Katie's Call Katie's, yeah. The dog immediately ran to her and jumped <gasps> in her arms. Oh. All I could think about was, I'm done, I got her. 
she told him. I was crying. I was holding on to her, wrapped her up in a bear hug. I couldn't get her in the car fast enough to close her so that we wouldn't lose her ever again. Oh. Katie was filthy dehydrated from her ordeal oh, and had sure. lost 15 pounds. But a local mercy vet took care of Katie and fixed her right back oh. up. And she was soon reunited with her family and went back home to Spokane, Washington. Oh, that is such a awesome story. I would be... Exactly. I would be crying if much like that, which is what our our baby girl is doing, my grandbaby, because she sees her daddy and been apart from him for a bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would be crying like that, though, if we lost one of our dogs. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I would be. But here's the crazy part. Like, it sounds so great that she went on, you know, his 57-day journey and all. But who really can afford... To do that. Would you leave Lucy if you lost her? I'm just saying, seriously, because Lucy has been all the way around this world. He's taken her on vacation and everything so many times, more numerous than you can count. If you had lost her on one of those, you're trying to tell me you would just up and leave when your time was up? I would probably go homeless first, yeah. Yeah, I know But you. my thing is just like quitting the job. Like, how could you? Yeah. How do you survive after that? Like, like, I mean, I know they're, they're retired, and they're in a, a better predicament. But, that would be like, I, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't leave, because I wouldn't be able I to leave I know daughter. you would not. I know you wouldn't. There's not a doubt in my mind that you would leave if she was lost. I mean, you do make I, – I truly don't think I could ever leave. If I didn't have her know exactly what she was, I don't think I could leave. Mm-mm. I really don't think you would. It pains me to leave for work to leave her, so. <laughs> she is a good baby, though. She's, oh, so she's my everything. She is a good little girl. But the story did end well. It they were did. able to find Katie and she was reunited. It was an awesome ending. Good for Katie. Good for mommy and daddy of Katie. It was awesome. Definitely one hell of a, a search. And what awesome, wonderful people up there in Montana. Huh? Yeah, a great community to that really is awesome. help out and, and let yes. them stay in the homes and stuff like that. Like That's amazing. Did. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Way to go, Montana. Definitely kudos to that community yes. that was up there. Well, that wraps it up for me. That's all I have. That's all me got. I do want to remind you again, comment, post, oh, talk yes, to please. us. Go over to our Facebook, our Twitter, uh, our email. You like doesn't you matter like at. We want to know what you do and don't like about mm. our podcast. We want your honest feedback. Yeah. Uh, we do want to know what you think of the stories this week. Sure. But... I mean, more than that, we truly do want your feedback. We want to be able to adjust this and, and cater this more and more. We do this for the kinfolk. We yeah. want to grow the kinfolk. We want to know, what do you want to hear more? What do you want to hear less? Yeah. You want to hear less, Mama Brent? I can make that happen. Nobody can make that happen. <laughs> they have tried. Thank you, as always, for listening <laughs> in this week thank to you, episode 66. I know we went a little food crazy this week. Yeah, we're but definitely food You know heavy. what? I regret nothing. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. But more importantly than that, we do always want to let you know that we are huge animal lovers. Mm-hmm. Even with that last great story we were just yep, talking yep. about, I, don't, I think I, maybe I would have done the same thing. I'm you looking at it from I know a standpoint here going, how do you do that as far as like losing a job? And how do you afford to mm-hmm. to do that? But no, if I was in that situation, there's a good chance I would be in the same boat. So I do get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carmen would have went back home and worked and I would have been still there. Yeah. She would have had to. She would have had to take on the role of the husband there. When he went back, I was like, well, "Let me go take care of the farm before 
we we have a farm full of animals still. Yeah. <laughs> so he went and did that, and they communicated. But I feel like I would have done the same. That being said, we do love our pets. Oh yeah. And all of our animals, we yeah. really do. They're amazing. They are just mm-hmm. the lifeblood to us. Uh, with that being said, we want to make sure that you help control the pet population, spay and neuter your pets, and some of your relatives, like any fucker that wears one of those sweatshirts. And prost. Yes, prost. There you go.